Praise God, brothers and sisters. Praise God, brothers and sisters. It's very good to see all of you here in this place. It's a very packed hall. We had to take chairs from here and bring them over there, so that is always a blessing. Praise God for that. I'm very excited to be here. I'm very grateful for the opportunity. Thank you to the youth leaders who invited me and asked me to read on this passage of Scripture tonight. And as you guys may have been aware, tonight we're going to continue our series on the Sermon on the Mount. This was a sermon, maybe the most famous sermon that was ever preached by the Son of God, Jesus Christ. This is three chapters, Matthew 5, 6, and 7. And tonight we're going to look at the introduction to the last chapter. This is chapter 7, verses 1 through 6. And very quickly, I'm just going to read those first six verses to begin. Matthew 7, verses 1 through 6. Judge not that you be not judged. For with what judgment you judge, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured back to you. And why do you look at the speck in your brother's eye, but do not consider the plank in your own eye? Or how can you say to your brother, let me remove the speck from your eye? And look, a plank is in your own eye. Hypocrite. First remove the plank from your own eye, and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. Do not give what is holy to the dogs, nor cast your pearls before swine, lest they trample them under their feet and turn and tear you in pieces. Before we take a closer look at these six verses, this passage of Scripture, we need to make a note. Throughout this whole sermon Jesus has been giving, throughout chapters 5, 6, and for the rest of chapter 7, Jesus is really doing two big things. The first thing he's doing is he's exposing sin and he's exposing hypocrisy in the current religious system. Currently, in the time that Christ is preaching, the Jews are leading through the scribes and the Pharisees and the priests, and they have created a religious system that is very hypocritical, it is very superficial, it is very fake, it is very self-righteous, it's very proud, it's very egotistical. And so the first thing Jesus Christ is doing is he's exposing this. The second thing he's doing is he's teaching and unraveling the full depth of the law. What do I mean? What I mean is he gives an example of murder and adultery. You do not need to physically commit adultery, brothers and sisters, to be condemned for breaking that commandment. If you commit lust in your heart, you have already broken the commandment. Thou shall not commit adultery. Likewise, you don't need to physically murder someone to break the commandment. Thou shall not kill. If you hate someone in your heart, according to the words of Jesus Christ, you have already broken the law. Thou shall not kill. So Jesus is exposing the sin and he's exposing the hypocrisy of the religious system of his time. And two, he is teaching and unraveling the true depth of the law, the true heart of what God seeks from us, the true depth of what it means to love God with all of your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and what it means to love your neighbor as yourself. And keeping these two things in mind, now we can look at this topic of judging others, and we can understand what it is that Jesus is trying to say to us. And so I want to read the first two verses. Judge not that you be not judged. 
For with what judgment you judge, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it'll be measured back to you. Now, this passage of Scripture has been misused by many, many, many people. This passage of Scripture has been taken out of context. It has been abused. It's been misused. And there are so many people who would use this verse as their personal slogan. There are people who take this passage of Scripture and they will tell you that you and I should never, under any circumstances, judge or discern anybody, anything, any sermon, any teacher, or any song. Jesus says, thou shall not judge. And it is their slogan. And what they are doing is incorrect. They are not using this passage of Scripture correctly. How do we know that? Just looking at verse 6. Do not give what is holy to the dogs, nor cast your pearls before swine. Clearly we see in verse 6, you and I need to be able to discern who the dogs are and who the swine are. Just by looking at verse 6, we already know that verse 1 and 2 is not telling us that we should never judge or discern. Likewise, when we continue in Matthew chapter 7 and we look at verse 15, for example, it says, Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravenous wolves. You will know them by their fruits. So you don't even have to leave this chapter to understand that this verse is not saying, Thou shall not judge. We have an issue here of judging correctly. Remember, Jesus is exposing the hypocrisy of the religious system, and he is teaching the true depth of the law. So we don't have an issue here of never judge. The issue is judge righteously. Judge fairly. In fact, if we were to turn to John 7.24, Jesus says, Do not judge according to appearance, but judge with righteous judgment. The issue here is righteous judgment. So the question is, what judgment is Christ rebuking here? Let's read verses 3 and 4. Why do you look at the speck in your brother's eye, but do not consider the plank in your own eye? Or how can you say to your brother, let me remove the speck from your eye, and look, a plank is in your own eye. Brothers and sisters, because of Adam and Eve, because of the sin that they committed, the curse spread to all of creation. And with this curse, all of us were born with a sinful nature. And even when we come to Christ, we are every day putting to death this sinful flesh that still resides in us. And you and I, by our very nature, are prone to judge people inappropriately. You and I are prone to judge people unfairly. You and I are so used to it, and it is so normal, and it is so natural for us to judge people unrighteously. The judgment that Jesus Christ is rebuking here is judgment that is hypercritical. This is judgment that is merciless, judgment that is unfounded, unreasonable, harsh, reckless, and worst of all, this is judgment that is oblivious to the sin of the person doing the judging. This is a sinful desire inside of you and me that causes us to see the speck, the fine, small, minute details in other people, to explode it and elevate it into something it is not, and to ignore 
the large faults within ourselves, brothers and sisters. You and I have this tendency to naturally nitpick something in somebody else and completely ignore the sin that is inside of us. You and I are used to doing this. You and I will naturally do this. And you and I have all experienced what it means to do this. In fact, I think so many of us have been so quick to defend ourselves from people who would judge us this way, don't we, brothers and sisters? You and I are so quick to defend ourselves when somebody else judges us unfairly. But how often do you and I nitpick the sins in other people? We look at the speck, the fine dust. If you would imagine something that is so small and insignificant in somebody else, and at the same time miss the log, the plank, the great faults, the significant problems inside of ourselves, we will ignore them and instead focus on the insignificant issues of other people. This is the sin. This is the hypocritical judgment that Jesus Christ is exposing and rebuking in this passage of Scripture. In fact, if we would obey this passage of Scripture, if we would do what verse 5 says, First, remove the plank from your own eye, and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. If you and I would be willing to first examine ourselves honestly, if you and I were willing to first expose the sin that is inside of us and to truly repent from it, then we could correctly help somebody else in their sins, brothers and sisters. If you and I would be willing to first examine our own hearts, to examine the sins and the faults that are inside of us, and to humbly repent of them, then we could truly help somebody else. Then we could truly help someone in that minute dust, in that little speck that's in their eye, if we would first examine ourselves. I think one of the most important questions then is this, by what standard do we judge? By what standard should we judge ourselves and others? For some of us, I think our natural tendency is to judge based on our own sense of righteousness. And very often, it's compared to us. Very often, you and I are judging based on what we think is good and what we think is bad. Sometimes we judge based on our emotions and our feelings. How does this make me feel? And if it makes me feel good, I am content to do this. Very often we will judge a sermon, perhaps, not by how it measures according to the Scriptures, but by how the sermon makes me feel. Very often we judge a person not by their character, but by how they flatter me or how good they make me feel, how well they speak of me. This person never confronts me in my sin, so I will enjoy their presence. Very often you and I are judging by our opinions, simply our opinions. But by what standard should we judge? If we turn to 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 16 and 17, it says this, All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete or perfect, thoroughly equipped for every good 
work. You and I should be measuring everything and discerning everything according to the Word of God. You have nothing on this earth that is as accurate and as pure and as true as the Word of God. Even if you were to base your faith on something like a vision, perhaps, maybe a dream, maybe a prophecy, that vision, that prophecy, that dream needs to measure to the Scriptures, brothers and sisters. I know that we grow up in this Pentecostal church, and very often some of us may have testimonies that are very, very dependent on a vision, on maybe a dream or a prophecy. But brothers and sisters, even those dreams and those prophecies and those visions, if they are not in accordance with the Scripture, need to be disregarded. And so that begs the question, why not always measure everything according to the Scriptures? You and I have no other standard that is as pure, as undefiled, as inerrant, and as perfect as the Word of God, brothers and sisters. So when you and I are measuring ourselves, for example, and as we heard earlier in this service, and you and I come under guilt and in conviction of sin, you and I are coming under what the Bible says is godly sorrow that leads to repentance that is not to be regretted. We can come before God honestly and we can receive help in our time of need. When you and I are coming to help each other, if you and I see a sin in our brother or sister and we want to help them, we come to them not according to our own little pithy statements, not according to our slogans, not according to our opinion, not according to our own conscience even, we come to them with the Word of God that is living and sharper than any double-edged sword, the Word that divides soul, spirit, and bone and marrow, that cuts through all things, and we give them the Word of God that will truly change them. We are to, we are to use the standard of the Word of God to judge ourselves and to judge others, to discern others, to discern false teachers, false prophets, to discern sermons and songs, to discern even those who are Christian and are not Christian, brothers and sisters. If we were to look once again at Matthew 7, 15, we are talking about ravenous wolves hiding as sheep. These are not Christians, brothers and sisters. We are talking about ravenous wolves who inwardly are devouring and abusing those inside of the church. These are not believers in Christ. You have every right and obligation to look at this brother or sister, measure them according to the scriptures, and say to them, this is right or this is wrong. You have every right to look and listen to a sermon, to measure it according to the scripture and say, this is right or this is wrong. Is wrong. You have every right to come up to someone who is not saved, who does not believe in Jesus, and say, according to the authority of Scripture, you have no hope. You are lost and you are condemned. You are lost in your sins. And you have the same right to come to them and to say, by the authority of Scripture, because you have believed in the Son, Jesus Christ, because you have repented and given your life before the cross of Christ, you are set free. You have everlasting salvation and hope, and I will see you in heaven. You have every right to do that when you measure according to the Scriptures. 
And so we see within these first five verses in the beginning of Matthew chapter 7, Christ is taking this balance, this religious system that has been so harsh, so merciless, so hypocritical, so judgmental, so proud, so self-righteous, and he's trying to tip the scale and to show, first examine yourself. First work on your own faults. First judge righteously, judge correctly, judge appropriately, and then verse 6 comes to make sure that we do not fall to the other extreme. The extreme that says, I will never judge, I will never discern, I will never make a decision about a person or a teacher or a sermon or about anything just in case I judge inappropriately. That is the opposite extreme. That is the extreme that you do not want to fall into either. And so Jesus comes to us with verse 6 to balance that scale again. And he says in verse 6, Do not give what is holy to the dogs, nor cast your pearls before swine, lest they trample them under their feet and turn and tear you in pieces. The dogs and the swine. The picture here is of something or someone who is so unclean, so defiled, that they are compared to dogs and to swine. We have an example of this in the scriptures as well. When Jesus, preaching and teaching and healing, is approached by a Gentile. This Gentile woman comes to Jesus and she begs Jesus, heal my daughter, and Jesus does not pay attention to her. And she is begging for help, and Jesus says to her, why are you trying to steal that which belongs to the children? This is not for the dogs. Jesus is comparing these people who do not have a right to the things of God. And what does that look like? What are the dogs? Who are the dogs? Who are the swine? These are people who are abusive and violent and enemies to the gospel of Jesus Christ. These are those people who, like pigs, like swine, when you give them the message of the gospel, when you share with them the treasures and the truths of God, they look at it, they reject it, and they mock you and they abuse you and they hurt you in return. These are the people who do not receive the things of God. These are those who cause harm to those who would share that which is precious. We have an example of this in the book of Acts where Paul says, the coppersmith caused me much harm. There were these men. These were men who created idols. This was their living. And when Paul came to their city and rebuked them for their idolatry, the coppersmith and all of those who participated in creating idols went and they hurt our apostle Paul. They abused him and they hurt him. And Paul says, they have hurt me greatly. These are the enemies of the gospel. These are people who do not value or appreciate or treasure the words of our Master and our Lord Jesus Christ. I think to those of you in this place who have maybe gone on missionary trips or have tried to evangelize at your workplaces or to your friends know exactly what I am talking about from experience. There are those people who will receive your message in, res in a very respectful way, in a very honorable way. And there are those who will mock you, who will abuse you, who will make fun of you, and in some cases even 
hurt you or threaten to hurt you. To those of you in this place who know what I am talking about, this is something that you have experienced firsthand. And Jesus Christ is telling us in verse 6, you and I must be careful to discern those with whom we can share the things of God and those with whom we cannot share the things of God. With those who will value the message of the gospel and those who will spit on it, those who will reject it and those who will hurt you. We are to use discernment and we cannot share everything with everyone. You and I cannot share all of our intimate spiritual experiences. We cannot share the pleasant things of God with everyone because there are those who would dishonor it and then dishonor you too. I recall one instance where I had a coworker that I was very eager to share the gospel with, but because of the way they looked, because of their appearance, because of their character, I was so sure that they would probably be one of these dogs or one of these swine, right? I assumed that they would mock me, that they would mock the message, and that they would probably treat me very inappropriately for the rest of our time together. And so we approached them. We used discernment. We approached it very carefully. And I was very surprised when, to my shame, they received it respectfully. They received the message. They were willing to talk about it. They were willing to hear me out on this message of the gospel. They were willing to share in this treasure respectfully. And there were other people who I believed, in all honesty, would probably gently listen to me, who then afterwards mocked the message that I gave, who made a joke out of sin, who then made a joke out of me, who then judged me for my lifestyle. And these were the dogs and the swine that Jesus Christ was talking about. So we see in verses 1 through 5, Jesus is exposing the hypocrisy of judging inappropriately, of judging harshly, of judging mercilessly, of judging unfairly, of being unwilling to look at the sin inside of ourselves. And then to make sure that we do not go to the extreme of never judging anyone, he gives us verse 6, and he balances it out, and he says, discern those who will not value the message that you are giving them. Discern those who who are unholy, to those who are abusive and violent, those who will mock the message of Christ and will harm you too. And be careful. Do not share with them everything because they will trample that which is precious, the pearls that are so valuable, the things of our faith that we would never give up or trade for anything in this world. Don't share that with them. They will mock it. They will dishonor it. And they will hurt you in the process. Of course, we do not just flag someone as a dog or as a swine and don't make an attempt. We use wisdom. We do it gently. We do it with love. We use discernment, and we approach everyone. We're willing to share with everyone regardless of their appearance because we don't know. We do not always know. But we have here a, a principle. When we read through verse 1, judge not lest you be judged, we're not given this rule that you should never judge. We are given a principle, and the principle is to judge righteously, to judge fairly, to judge appropriately, to judge according to the scriptures, to be willing to discern first the faults that are inside of us, because when you and I do that, then we can truly help somebody else, and to always be discerning of those who would dishonor the message, those who would mock us, those who would abuse us and hurt us, and to be careful 
of sharing with them that which is so precious to us, that which is our dear treasure, Jesus Christ. We are to show discernment and to judge appropriately. We are to judge in love, and we are always to judge according to the Scripture. Once again, this passage of Scripture is not telling us that we should never judge. This passage of Scripture is not the slogan that says, anything that goes can go, and I should never confront it. But this passage of Scripture is warning us to not judge hypocritically. It's warning us to judge appropriately, to judge fairly, to judge in love, and to always be willing to judge ourselves. And with that in mind, I want us to all stand and to pray with these thoughts, to pray that God would expose the sin that is inside of us, that we would first examine ourselves to examine if we're even in the faith to begin with, and then to ask Him to help us to discern those who are not. Let's pray.